What's up guys, Mike Lewis here, and welcome to the Mike Lewis Podcast. If you guys want to keep up with me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at MikeLewisOfficial, and you can follow me on Twitter at MikeLew52, it's where most of my updates come. If you're enjoying my content, give me a like and a subscribe, and without further ado, let's just dive right into this episode. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the show. This is episode number 80, and please help me welcome my guest. You guys have been uh, requesting him a bit. The chosen one, Greg Halstead. How you doing? Hey man, it's a beautiful day. It's a, it's a pleasure to be talking to you. I actually watched a few of your podcasts, and um, you know I love the way you present. So it's a pleasure to join you, and I appreciate you reaching, reaching out and uh, inviting me to, to join the show. I appreciate that, and uh, it's kind of funny now. The chosen one name still stands the test of time. Everybody's uh, been wanting to see you. Believe it or not, man, I'm about a little over 13 months into this, and you've been one of the most requested guests. So the fact that now is the first time you and I are speaking is kind of wild, you know. It's it's fascinating because um you know occasionally I still meet people who you know who always walk up to me and they'll just say like you know hey like you know how was it on the show and ask me questions. And it's always great to engage with fans, so it's very intriguing that there's still some interest. And again, man, I wanted to do this so perhaps I could, you know, shed some light on some things that people want to know about, or perhaps people just want to know like what's going on in my life or whatever, or maybe people just want to see me. So it's it's cool, man. It's good. It's a great feeling to be here. So thank you. No, uh, yeah, absolutely too. Because at the time of your guys, um, you know, when your show is premiering. Social media wasn't like yet like a huge presence as much as it is as it is now. So I think now it's uh, it's really cool now to kind of you know over a decade removed, kind of look back and uh, walk down memory lane a little bit in like maybe a way that maybe you couldn't do back when you were on the show. You know, like we didn't have this. I mean, Skype might have existed, but we didn't really have the uh, means of communication with like social media platforms and whatnot. So um, and Hollywood at the time was a really popular season. And uh, now it's somewhat referred to as a little bit of a ghost season, you know, maybe due to the lack of uh, presence on the sh- challenge, at least from Hollywood. But, you know, we're, I'm sure, going to get into that. But, but this is this is dope, man. Uh, thanks again. And I want to get into this, you know, before we start diving into real world and challenge related stuff. I want to ask you kind of what this uh, last year or so has been like with you, you know, with the adjustment with we've had COVID. We've had a lot of things going on. What is uh, what's it been like for you? Um, if you don't mind, I wanted to, to touch on what you said in the uh, beginning. You know, you mentioned yeah. uh, social presence. And I had noticed that you asked um, a previous cast member about, you know, how do you feel like uh, things would have been different? And um, I feel like, you know, we kind of unfortunately like missed that wave. Um, and it was it's, it's kind of unfortunate because I feel like there were so many unique personalities on the show. Um, you know, I think there were some very big personalities. So... I feel like if social media was more of, I guess, like a, a viral thing like it is now, um, you know, I think definitely, you know, a lot of people would have probably been able to transfer, um, you know, their career aspirations a lot easier and a lot more fluidly. So uh, my space was a thing, but again, just wasn't the same dynamic. And I guess you couldn't have like, you know, 30, 40,000 people as easily, you know, like tuning in and then being able to reach them, you know, instantaneously and, and them being keyed into what you were doing. So um, I think Facebook had a 5,000 limit because I remember when I got off the show, um, 
you know, I had like 4,000 requests or something like that. So um, it wasn't the same. So uh, definitely missed out on that. And, you know, um, hopefully, again, as, as time goes on, maybe like, you know, some people can, you know, do some things that bring back, you know, a following. But to your question, you know, COVID was definitely probably the most challenging time of my life. Um, I used to tell people all the time, you know, like this is probably the the most unique, frustrating, um, widespread, you know, like affecting sickness in in our entire lives. You know, like I mean, there's never been anything where the entire world essentially shuts down, and you're being asked to like, you know, close all businesses, close restaurants, um, you know, basically like stay in the house essentially like 24 seven. I mean, that's pretty insane. So a lot of downtime, man. And, uh, being in the entertainment industry and also like occasionally I do some service industry stuff. It's like, that was probably the areas that were the hardest hit. So, you know, nobody was going anywhere and Los Angeles took it pretty seriously, uh, in comparison to other States, you know, Florida is kind of lax. Texas is kind of lax, but you know, LA was taking it really seriously. So when everything shut down and it's just basically like in a house for nine months, 10 months straight, you know, just like rotting, like literally just like dying, man. So it feels so good to be interacting with people again and to be out and seeing people kind of get back to a normal way of life. And, you know, to everybody who lost someone or, or who knows people who are affected, you know, like my prayers and, and blessings to you guys, because a lot of people, you know, suffered through it, man, and it was hard. So um, it's it's a blessing to be here, man, and to be alive and, and to be healthy. So that's definitely dope. And I hope that, you know, you didn't suffer, hopefully, any uh, catastrophic incidents, man. No, I, I was uh, fortunately lucky. But um, my county, where I'm, you know, currently living, we actually, at the beginning of this, we were the number one uh, rated in uh, New Jersey, wow. where I'm living. Yeah. So it's in, it's fortunately, in I'm... Oh, for sure. It was like the world stopped at the uh, beginning of this. It's crazy. It's still hard to think so, about. It's just everybody, yeah. everybody being like in a state of like, just like even if you weren't scared, you just don't know like what what's gonna happen. You don't know when it's gonna end. And I remember just telling people like, when is it gonna be over? So it's just nice to be seemingly, you know, at the back end. So hopefully, you know, things can just go back to normal soon. So where are you now, you know, for the people watching this, um, so they know, like, what are you, what are you up to? Like, where are you located? Um, I'm currently in Busan with my wife. Um, she's from here. So I had to come and kick it with her family and see basically like how she lives. And it's a, it's a wild experience, man. I mean, Korea, uh, I've only seen it on TV, uh, prior to coming and it's just like a whole nother world, you know, like the structure of the family unit is completely different the concept of elders being essentially master is, is very different and it's in direct contrast to you know american culture so it's been a pretty unique adjustment but you know there's a lot of people here man there's a lot of great food and you know there's just a lot of unique concepts that i enjoy so it's been a great time man i'm having a fun fun time and i'll probably be here for another two weeks so trying to make the best of it meet some cool people man eat some more good food and then head back to los angeles man can't go wrong with that korean food <laughs> no it's really good man seriously and what's funny is you know my first experience was like los angeles korean food and then um you know people used to always tell me especially my, my wife like hey man this is not 
it's good, but it's not like it's just doesn't compare. And I had no idea because I'm like, man, this is amazing. Like, you know, there's just levels. There's a level above. And being here, you know, the, the deliveries come right to your door. It's like 10 minutes max usually for all deliveries because they're like it's like New York essentially. Yeah. But the, the delivery system is way better, and the food is just insane, man. So when you you got to come here if you like food, you got to come here and partake. It's it's just bomb, bro. It's amazing. How long you been married for? Uh, about two years now, man. Two years. I got married in December of 2019, and my wife is Korean, obviously, as I mentioned. And um, it's a unique experience, man. Marriage is definitely challenging, but it's rewarding as well. So just taking it one day at a time, man. So have you had to, like, uh, learn how to speak Korean at all? Has that ever come up, or you just... I like to consider myself a sociable person. So it's it's more like, you know, no one's demanding. You know, she never was like, you know, hey get to the books like you know if you want to be with me you got to be able to speak to me like it was never like that aggressive but you know i have a desire to be able to interact it's just you know human interaction i think communication is so valuable and a lot of people lack that so to me learning the language is something that i wanted to do to gratify myself um just to make the relationship stronger and again korean is a, is a fascinating culture and when you can you know learn elements of it it makes it more rewarding so my korean's probably like a level two uh, not a two-year-old, because they don't probably don't talk that much, but like a level two out of ten. Maybe like a three-year-old, maybe four-year-old. I can say hello, goodbye, I'm hungry, I'm sad. Come over here, let's go. Like, you know, I can say most of that type of stuff, survival kind of Korean. But it's a hard language, man. Just the pronunciation is, you know, and no disrespect to, to the Asian cultures at all, but just the mouth pronunciations sometimes seem like, like you know, a, a hiccup or like a yawn, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, that was a, that was a word. And so it's difficult. But, you know, she's patient, man, and um, I'm patient, so I'm trying to just to learn everything I can and soak it all in. Hey, brother, I'm learning uh, sign language as we speak at the moment. <laughs> oh, wow, man. Are you trying to use that, like, professionally? Yeah, resume purposes. I'm uh, I'm at my last kind of home stretch of college right now, and um, really? that's that's my language is like a requirement, so that's what I opted to, you know, go with. Usually uh, people right. in my shooting opt. Yeah, usually people opt for like the Spanish or Italian route. I decided to, uh, you know, switch it up a bit. Hey, yeah, man, that's unique. Definitely, like I think it's very worthwhile and, and definitely uh, usable, usable, very usable. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to ask you now, though, can you kind of walk me through uh, what you were up to prior to Real World and kind of like how that led you to Real World Hollywood in your casting? I call it the casting story, but, you know, more or less your process. So um, I was a freshman at the University of Florida, uh, Go Gators. And uh, essentially, I seen like a contest, man, for uh, being a castmate on the show. And I had seen prior seasons of the show. Las Vegas was my, my, my first season I really enjoyed tremendously, and I loved the characters on there. So that's kind of what got me into watching it. And um, I seen an ad for, you know, making a profile online. And... Honestly, a friend, he was like, man, like, you're, you're a character, you know, um, people would probably gravitate towards you or they would gravitate quickly away from you. But either way, you'd be polarizing. So, you know, maybe you should make a profile. And to be completely honest, it was a joke. Uh, I didn't really take him seriously. I didn't take it seriously initially. You know, I made a profile and, you know, you had to make videos. So, like, uh, I mean, I, I'm intelligent. Antics antics draw in a crowd it's just it just is what it is like you can't entertain a crowd being serious and quiet so you know you had to, to utilize antics i mean there clearly were 80,000 profiles i believe 
how do you stand out? So uh, basically, man, made a profile, got people to vote. Uh, my family started assisting me as the process went farther. And then towards the end, man, it was me and 10 people and um, got a, a Skype call, actually, unique. And they were like, hey, just want to let you know, like, you'll be the seventh cast member uh, on The Real World. And I remember, you know, feeling like I won the lottery. Excuse me, because I'm like that person who never wins, like, the raffle or, like, the bingo or, like, the lottery tickets. Like, <laughs> I don't win none of that shit. So it's like, that was, like, the first time in my life I feel like, yo, like, I won something. Like, you know, and it was exciting. I remember screaming, man. I remember, like, running out. And, like, me and my, my friend, because uh, he was there, because they told me, like, they would call me at a certain period of time. Like, we ran out in the courtyard, and we're just yelling, like, animals and shit like that. So it was an awesome moment, man. And then... I would come to realize quickly that um, <laughs> like the whole process that was utilized to select me was kind of like, you know, like a trap moment as far as how I would be perceived by my, my castmates. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that as well, because, you know, when we spoke about this, obviously, through a message, you know, when you mentioned about the trap, kind of what I would, you know, compare that to is, you know, like, it kind of felt like all these other cast members got on the show the same way, and then you were the one that got chosen. So right then and there, like, that you're already sticking out like a sore thumb. And did you feel like they intentionally did that? So then it's like, all right, we got our escape. Had to be, man. Like, it just, and again, um, this is not to sound narcissistic or anything. To me, it's just common sense. Like, if someone had to beat out, you know, like, 80,000 people or six, like, they had to be a very big, a very, a, you know, aggressive like a brash personality like you you have to be because otherwise again nobody will vote for you nobody will watch your videos like if you're you know kind of demure you know very quiet like people aren't going to really gravitate to you in that setting so you know they had honestly mentioned uh, my castmates that like you know hey we saw your profile you know we were like looking at your videos you know you seem like this like you seem like that is this how you really feel about this and it's like gosh you know it's like guys like maybe you know, maybe they could have, you know, had like a different conversation, you know, like, hey, you know, what was that process like? You know, like, because, you know, so many people probably nervous, you know what I mean? Like that would have been to me more of a a realistic conversation to start. But I mean, you watched the show possibly. So, I mean, it's like the first episode, man. It's like, why do you call girls associates? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> That's not accurate. You know, I felt like, you know, just I think a lot of things got, got misinterpreted. But definitely, man, it put the target on my back, dude. Definitely. Mm hmm I figured that, like, your personality, I had, like, from sp speaking to you right now, like, I'm like, I don't know how he could have potentially clashed with any of these people. You seem like a very down-to-earth, you know, zen guy. Like, um, you know, and we're going to get into that a bit, too. But, um, uh, yeah. I, I get I'll spill all the tea, man. Like, I, it's <laughs> I, crazy. Yeah, I, I want to, like, ask you a few more de details about the actual process itself because I kind of see, like, a recurring pattern here with, um, you know, how people get on the shows. It seems like mm -hmm. usually they target, like, the ones that maybe aren't taking themselves too seriously or aren't taking the process too seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel I like... That's an element, man. I definitely think that's an element. I think, you know, they, they definitely ask probably... 37,000 questions. Um, even after I was selected, they still made me like answer, you know, some questions. And essentially, I feel like they want people who do, you know, uh, who are like really honest 
I think, you know, basically you have to, I, I have to keep in mind when I was, you know, in the selection process that these people are not stupid. Like they're very intelligent. Like they're very smart people. And, you know, money is, is on the line. You know, the continuation of the product is on the line. So they know how to put clashing personalities together. And that's one of the things that I most admired. Like they perfectly put that cast together to where like, it was like, wow, you know what I mean? Like my personality perfectly clashes with probably every personality except maybe Joey's, but even me and him had a, had a clash initially. So it's like, um, it was perfectly casted, but like I said, that's their, that's their job and they're, they're damn good at their job, man. So I think they like honesty. And when you answer those quite those questions, honestly, they can tell, and then they start, you know, puppeteering and mastering the, the situation to create the most unsettling dynamics. So <laughs> that's good television. Right? That's just the truth. So would you say like you're, uh, you know, trying out for the show was not really a case of, you know, you having any aspirations of getting onto TV or like what was maybe like your, uh, you know, mindset heading into this thing? To be completely honest, uh, my, my initial reasons for even wanting to do real world was to present a different um a different perspective of black men on the show um because there were a lot of like angry black men tropes that were very common and stereotypical and the black guy was always the quiet one usually i think alden well alden was um very different and he was one of the more you know outspoken very lovely you know, lovable uh black male castmates but most of the other black guys were very quiet they kind of disappeared sometimes um, and, you know, again, we're talking like I was on season 20. So I know that there's, you know, um, tech and there's, uh, I think I forgot the other gentleman's name, um, kind of heavy set, but you know, those people, they were big personalities, but again, I'm talking season 20. So there were like six or seven seasons where the guy kind of just disappeared. And, you know, I just wanted to present a different narrative for that. So that was honestly, my reason it had nothing to do with, um, television aspirations or modeling aspirations at the time. Um, I was majoring in criminology, so, you know, I was thinking FBI, so <laughs> that's what I was wanting to do. Yeah, and not for nothing, too, I mean, that was, like, a very diverse cast, I mean, we just mentioned, like, usually, typically, we see maybe one, two at most, you know, people of color on a, you know, cast, because there's only right. seven people on, we saw, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure, like, in total, I know they brought in replacements and such, too. I think we mo saw more people of color than we did, you know, white people on that cast. Uh, I believe five. Five in total. Um, I think Brianna identifies as African-American. Yeah. I, if I'm, and then, obviously, me and William, Brianna, um, and then Nick. So, yeah, I think five. I think that's probably the most, probably, ever. Yeah, they brought Brittany, too, as well. Brittany, that's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, Brittany. I said Brianna. Brittany, right. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about the Hollywood location? What were the people like? What was the atmosphere like? So this is kind of where I might, you know, trudge into a little bit of future conversation, but I try to, you know, like take it step by step. But um, I love the house. Um, I thought it was very warm. You know, it was very inviting. There were some aspects that were um, very different than other houses. And I think that's kind of what most of the experience was like during the show. I think everything was so different than what I had been accustomed to seeing on the show. Like, you know, most people, most of the shows have like really big houses, man, like an actual house is like mansions. And ours is like a studio, which is definitely cool, but it's very like loud, right? So essentially there is no roof on the bedrooms. 
So I snore. So people were like, bro, get the, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, Davey was my roommate. So he was like, yo, bro, like, you snore like an animal, bro. Like, it's crazy. So there's no way. And everybody could hear it, like, from over the top. And then the house was kind of small um, compared to other houses. You know, you could probably run through the house in, like, seven seconds, maybe. And since it was a old I Love Lucy uh, warehouse, I think it was an old film set, maybe. Film set, I think. Sorry. It was cold, man. Like, oh, my God, dude. Like, the ACs are, like, on, you know, 42 freeze mode. So it was a, a very unique process. But, again, all in all, man, it was, it was you know, chic. Um, they had the the theme of being, like, biodegradable. Um, I think everything was recycled. So uh, the green theme. So that was pretty unique because I think that was kind of when, you know, things were just, I guess, starting as far as the innovation of, like, recycled goods and, and it being, like, a national you know, moment or, or, you know, ideology. So that was really cool, man. And overall it was, it was cool. As far as the people, um, Hollywood's wild. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure you've been, but, uh, Hollywood, California is, is crazy, man. Like people peeing on the streets, you know, homeless men flashing their penises at you. <laughs> like, um, it's crazy, man, but it fit my personality. You know, I like to think I'm a very, uh, free, unbridled person so i mean i fit in well um and i initially struggled with the concept that there were not many people of color in hollywood man this was it was really there was like a lot of segregation i noticed it was unique man it was, there weren't a lot of uh african-americans there so it was, it was unique at first definitely yeah i thought that was we you brought up the house i thought the house the house were kind of reminded me of you know if you ever go to like a you know local supermarket they have like those like automatic doors where you just walk up to and they're like you know they just like open yeah, yeah, yeah. floors everything was just so weird it was just like it was it was definitely like out there man like even those they had like the two winged um like the winged angels out front uh to like you know to walk in um the hot tub was outside which is kind of like eh because you know sometimes it was just Again, man, it was it was very unique and it was just very oddly positioned sometimes. And like the the social area, for example, and like nobody was really ever there because it was kind of just like off to the side. And it, it kind of like never really felt like a like a like a great central living space. So uh, again, a lot of the aspects of the house were were very difficult to adjust to initially. Um, and then also the concept that when you first walk in, they don't really give you a pep talk. Like there is no hey, so we need you to do this or that. It's just like a guy in your face with a camera, like, and it's like, you know, show's on and action's on. So it's like, you know, you just got to jump into it. So it's very awkward, you know, the first couple of days adjusting to people following you around and people just being right directly in front of you and they won't talk to you. They won't say nothing. So, you know, we always made it a challenge to uh, make them laugh. <laughs> like that was always fun. Were the uh, ground rules and rules, like, strict, you know, from production? Because, like, I'd say probably, like, 07, 08. You guys were in 08, right? Your uh, real world? 08. 08. 08 is what I would consider the time where they really started cracking down and getting, like, really strict with, like, their new policies and whatnot. Because the New Orleans season, like, I think it was, like, four seasons after you guys was, like, crazy, dude. Like, they, they had, like, a 12 a.m. curfew. And, like, I don't know if you know about New Orleans, but, like, Shit doesn't really Everything get started. Yeah, yeah, like 2 a.m., 1.30 a.m. So, like, the concept of, like, you know, the real world, in the actual real world, you're not going to have a bunch of, you know, 
late teen, early 20-year-olds coming home at 12 a.m. for curfew. It's just not realistic. It's, like, pretty unreasonable. So what was uh, what was the rules like, you know, over in uh, Hollywood for your season? That's a great point uh, that you just mentioned. And I think the, the strictness that you just alluded to was what caused a lot of the conflict early on. So uh, essentially, a lot of people just don't realize that it's really strict. Like, you, you can't have cell phones. We had no access to computers unless we rode this bike, which bad energy but it was the the ratio was was jack man it was like you ride this the bike for like an hour then the computer cut on for like three minutes so you know initially you had to get somebody to ride the bike for you and being that all my relationships were pretty strained uh there wasn't much email checking for me that's why i didn't like get on facebook at all like the whole time but essentially uh you couldn't really go to any place with logos can wear clothes with logos and you always had to get approved to go somewhere. And if you wanted to talk, you could never talk without somebody being next to you. Or you got docked, like pay and stuff like that. Um, and then the thing that really bothered me the most is most of the locations that are like crowded and frequented, you, we couldn't go because being in Hollywood, you know, celebrities don't want to, you know, be seen on the reality TV. You know, like they'd have to sign, in, you know, like uh, disclaimers. And so we couldn't even go to most popping clubs. And there's a very infamous scene that you might be familiar with where they show me standing. This pisses me off so much, man. They show me standing across the street, right? Looking towards like this long line. And then they have me say something that I never said, which is I'm not waiting in a line. And then I walk home and like, this is one of the early conflicts of the season. And it's just like, like user common sense because people were like dude he's a douchebag like why would he want to like this is his first night there like why is he not trying to have fun and it's like dude we got like 13 camera people with us why the fuck would we be standing in line like we never stood in line it makes no sense so we would always skip the line so essentially because we couldn't go to, to locations without them being cleared we only went to like these empty ass uh you know clubs or bars at the very beginning now, again i'm only speaking to the beginning because at some point we kept complaining and then they like pulled some strings and they brought in some promoters. But at the beginning, we're like in empty bars. And I'm like, dude, I didn't come to L.A. to like be talking to y'all the whole time. <laughs> like I want to meet some people. So that was the initial conflict. And again, I left because we were in like this empty spot at like nine o'clock. And that's all we could do. There's nobody in there. And I'm talking like, bro, like zero people. It's like two bartenders. And maybe that was a moment to like, you know, maybe break ice with the roommates but as i already mentioned like the first second i stepped in the house they were grilling me man like wow your personality seems so crazy from the internet like oh my god like he seemed like a douche and there's this famous line man where sarah says i don't think we're gonna get along before she ever met me so i mean it's like what do you expect like you've already put negative juju on the interaction like you don't want to like me from the very beginning so things panned out exactly how she wanted them to so that's why i wasn't really too too uh you know into staying at that empty ass club yeah we're about to get into those uh topics a little bit but before you know we do i just wanted to briefly piggyback off what you said about you know the mts environment it would have been cool you know if they kind of adapted with the location you know like hollywood's like a you think when you hear the word Hollywood, you think of like bright lights, big city. It would have been cool if they had you guys like, you know, branch out and like hit up like all these like mansion parties and stuff like that. That would have been cool. But now granted, I mean, that would have been, been insane, man. Like that would have been like so next level. I think it would have been transcendent. 
and again, that's where like my mind was 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 thinking. You know, that was where my expectations were 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 was. That's what I was imagining. Like, man, we're about to be like you know seeing celebrities and and obviously that was probably a little lofty. But like you know, we're about to be in some mansions, in the hills, doing some crazy stuff. And like, dude, we're on Hollywood Boulevard in like an empty club, and I'm staring at like nothing. It's just like like this looks like. Gainesville, Florida, man. <laughs> like it doesn't feel like I'm in Hollywood, California. So that was definitely like a downer, man. It was it was a it was a buzzkill, man. Seriously. Now let's dive into this, you know, dynamic with you and the roommates. What was it like uh, from the very start, like on the from the first day? Like what, where, uh, where did you feel like the relationship was then? So as I mentioned, um, like the trap kind of like spawned essentially when. Like, they all got to basically mingle before I came. So, like, they got to at least break the ice. And it wasn't, like, one of them walking into, like, five. You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, there's three there. Insert one. Oh, now there's four. Insert one. Now there's five. Insert one. It's, it was, like, one person met one person. They talked and got, you know, rapport. Then one person met somebody over here. They built rapport. And then it was, like, hey, six people are just talking amongst each other. And where is Greg? Like, he's the last guy. Oh, that internet guy. And then it's like, okay, man, head into the lion's den, bro. Have fun. <laughs> like, that's exactly what that's it was. Exactly so, so, I, so repeat that? My bad. It kind of cut off. So did, did that affect, like, your mindset at all walking in there? Or, like, did Most you already... Most definitely, man. It, it's everything. You know, first impressions are, are everything. And like I, I was like, like I mentioned... Since I got no pep talk, I was by myself the whole time. Like, there was a driver, and he wasn't, like, you know, he wasn't, like, an MTV production driver. And even if he was, he didn't tell me, so I don't know. He never spoke to me. So, you know, he just drove, drives me to the, the, the gate, opens up. I get out. I'm like, you know, what what is, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm supposed to do something. Like, I'm supposed to say something. Like, well, you know, what is it? I start walking. Then they just come out. Like, you know, hey, Greg. And it's like. It was like, you know, awkward because there's six people. I don't know any of them. They already got a chance to powwow. And, and like, they had been there for probably two to three hours before I came. So it wasn't like, you know, they were there for 10 minutes and then I pop in and everybody's like, we're all brand. Like, nah, dude. Like, they got a chance to really develop some cool chemistry. And it's just, I walk in. And, again, it was kind of, like, shocking because, as you mentioned, the, the house was kind of bright. You know what I mean? So, like, the courtyard area. There's bright lights, man. It, it looks crazy. It's like, you know, and it's your first time seeing it. So I'm trying to, like, take in the house. And they're like, yo, what's up, man? Are you excited? And it's like, bro, I just got here. Like, you know, like, I'm trying to adjust. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. It's obviously uncomfortable. Not from a stance like anybody was doing something. But I'm just meeting, like, all these people. I'm seeing the house for the first time. I got no prep. I got no, like, you know, introduction. So it's just, like, throwing into, like, this vibe. And then I think people were like, you don't seem excited. <laughs> it's like, yo, can I like adjust to this weird ass situation? Like it's super weird. And like, nobody really was empathetic to that. Nobody really was like personality aware. Like, Hey man, this dude maybe doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Like we already been here for a couple hours, you know, we're getting acclimated. He's by himself, you know, he's just like a deer in the headlights. So that kind of made people feel like I, I was thinking I'm too good for the moment, which is completely ridiculous as hell. And then, as I said, maybe 10 minutes later, questions, man. Like, so why do you think this? And why do you do that? And it's like, fuck. Like, can I, can I like, 
like, you know, can I chill, man? Can you ask me, like, where I'm from or, like, ask me, like, you know, what I like to do? There were none of those questions. They were, like, instantly attacking my personality. And it just threw me on the defensive. And it's like, what are you supposed to do, man? Like, it's like doggy dog. You got to either, you know, rise to the occasion or, or get rolled over. So that's essentially how the first night went, man. It was, it was all bad. <laughs> it was all bad. Like, was that anything that you uh, had previously been accustomed to? Like, so, for instance... Like, how is it, like, pre, like pre-real world? Like, did you have, like, a set group of friends? Like, was that, like, a situation where, like, you walked into when you weren't used to it? Like, where everybody's kind of ganging up on you? Um, To be completely honest, dude, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm a very sociable person. Um, I think I have a high sense of, of, of like, networking and, and connecting to people. So, you know, I know how to get along with, with people from different walks of life. Um, I was raised in an affluent neighborhood. Um, but at one point I did live in like a less affluent neighborhood due to my mom getting injured. And that was like a period of like four or five years. And then she settled a case and then I went back to like an affluent lifestyle. But, you know, that gave me an ability to be able to, you know, network with people from, you know, lower social, uh, circles in terms of like poverty and people in, you know, low socioeconomic situations. And then also people in higher, you know, social situations and economic situations. So, I feel like I'm a people person, so I'm not used to, to being attacked like that. And again, I'm not trying to sound like a victim because it wasn't like I felt, you know, like, oh, my God, these people are mean. It was just more like, like, yo, I'm new. I don't know what's going on. Like, help me to acclimate, like help me to like, you know, like transition. And that, that kind of wasn't there. So that's kind of where it kind of felt like, you know, we missed an opportunity to maybe to have like, you know, way stronger, you know, relationships. And yeah, I mean, just from like, a, obviously like from watching it from a fan perspective, you were a pretty polarizing figure. Um, but I think like one thing that like fans just like don't really realize in this situation is like you're watching like an edited condensed TV show where what you're seeing might not always be the case. Like, I'm not saying that like, <laughs> things that we saw on screen didn't happen or did happen, but, you know, oftentimes, more often than not, you know, what we're seeing might not always be entirely the case, you know what I'm saying? So did you did you like your edit, or...? Uh, that's a great point that you just made, and as I mentioned to you prior, like, the editing was jacked up, man. And it was funny because, like, that was one of the things I asked the producers. I was like, listen, I understand there's editing, but... Is it going to portray something that's not real? As in, like, you're creating something out of scratch that's just bullshit. And they really told me, like, no, man, like, you know what? Of course we have to edit. You know, like, there's going to be, you know, 500,000 hours of film. But, like, you know, basically, we're not going to edit, man. Like, we're going to keep it, you know, keep it real, keep it natural. And now it's straight dog shit, dude. Like, I just told you. They had me say something. They spliced together, like, words of me talking throughout, I guess, a day or a season or a month, whatever, and had me say, like, a sentence I never said. Um, they didn't really explain why things devolve with certain people properly. And, I mean, again, it's a part of the business, so I'm not angry at that. But it's just disappointing because, you know, people get perspectives that, like, you know, this dude's so antisocial, like, he's such a jerk. And it's like, man, no, you just don't understand, like, what they're cutting out. <laughs> like, you don't realize, like, the things that they're subtracting to make me seem like the, the big bad wolf. You know what I mean? And I do, I do have a big, excuse me, personality, and I do have a brash personality. But 
like the way I was I was portrayed is a bit extreme as far as like like dude's just mean and just attacking people and he, he only cares about himself and he never wants to be around anybody like dude that's not me man so that was disappointing but again it's it's a part of reality TV so it comes with the territory yeah, now I want to talk about kind of what happened between uh, you and Will, though. Why did uh, you guys stop vibing? Um, so William is is the most unique person that I encountered in the house for several different reasons. Um, to be completely honest, man, we have similar personality types on certain things. Um, you know, he's a very petty person. I'm a very petty person. And he's very vengeful, spiteful. He's all about, like, you know, if you stick it to me, I'm going to stick it to you harder. So, like, we kind of have that similar mentality. Um, so that definitely is is a big reason why we definitely clash. But the main thing was um, William was very, uh, let's say, I'm going to use the proper vocabulary here. Um, he was a sly fox. So... Like, me and him initially had, like, the dopest relationship. Like, to be honest, I mean, even if I go back to, like, friends that I have in college at the time, like, me and William connected, like, on one of the, the deeper levels. Like, me and him were going to parties that were not even, like, set up by, by management. Like, me and him were, were networking on the street and, and meeting people and going to, like, functions. And he was actually, at the moment, speaking to people, you know, on his career path based off a connection that I had established with a girl that I had met. So, like, we were really, you know, feeding off each other and doing great stuff. And I wasn't accustomed to how he was going to play the reality TV game. Because I think if you've done reality TV before, I think everyone knows there's a game that's present where it's like, do I want to be myself? Do I want to be seen as this way? And I say this way, it means like whatever that is that you want to be perceived as. Like some people, I don't want to seem like a badass, so I'm going to do shit that I don't normally do, but I'm going to do like all this dangerous shit. So it's like he was playing a game and he never wanted to hear me say that. He hates that concept, but it's just it's 100 percent true. Like he would tell me shit off camera like I'm just trying to do this and that. And I'm like, OK, bro, cool, cool, cool. But then when he's in front of these people. If it was just between him and that person and it didn't affect me, like, I understand, like, you know, do you, like, move how you want to move. Because I think a lot of people are accustomed to moving, like, you know, stealthily, like, if you understand what I'm speaking to. So when it started to affect me, like, people are saying things about me based on him, like, you know, portraying a certain style of character. It's like, yo, like, that's where it's not cool. Like, you're telling me this. And I know what you're doing, but this person is treating me like fucked up because of what you're of how you're you're moving. And, you know, his dynamic with Sarah initially is is what kind of started everything, because, you know, he he uses his um, kindergarten nerd slash style of interacting with girls, which, again, there's no knock on that. Like, I think it works. I think it's very efficient. And for his personality type, it works wonders. But. Then I'm telling him, like, you know, like, what do you really think about her? Like, how do you feel? You know, it'd be like, nah, man, like, I'm just like, you know, it's nothing going on there. And like, I'm just chilling. And I'm like, bro, can we talk like as, and I think maybe, and I'll, and I'll be honest, like maybe at the time I was like 20 years old. So I kind of was like looking for like more straightforward honesty. 
You know what I mean? Like, bro, what's really going on there? You know what I mean? And I guess I wasn't realizing, like, he's, like, he never said that. Like, yo, dude, listen, there's going to be times where, because we were alone. Because, again, me and him used to go to parties where they would not follow us. Because, like, the first maybe week, we had made some cool connections. So me and him would go off and, and do, like, some production stuff. And he was talking about his music. And so we had time to talk. And he'll be telling me, like, I'm just trying to, like, you know, see what can happen. I'm just trying to get busy. And it's like, all right, cool. But I didn't know when he got back on camera, like, he's going to, like, be like, what do you mean? I'm not trying to do anything. And I guess I just didn't pick up on it because, I don't know, man, I was young. So it's like I wasn't used to playing games on that level. I'm older now. I look back at it, and I'm like, oh, okay. So he wanted to be like, you know, that guy who sneaks up on everybody. But it's like it didn't make sense to me. And, again, as he mentioned, I, I looked at his interview, um, that, you know, he feels like he had to take a side. And it was like, dude, there were so many racial incidents. <laughs> it was like, like Kim had called Brianna the N-word. And, like, she had also said something about, like, don't be ghetto. And it was like, dude. Like, why would you be siding with people who have out loud, very abrasively, aggressively used, like, racial, stereotypical, like, connotations? Like, like, what are you doing? So, at that point, it became, like, again, he's just trying to appeal and be seen as, like, the sympathetic figure and the one that's trying to, I guess, like, save. And he used his own language. Save everybody. And it's like, dude. Like, what are you trying to save people for who don't deserve it? So that's when we definitely had a rip. And I'm like, you're selling out. And I don't mean that as in, like, his color. It's just more like you notice that there's definitely some racial tension between certain cast members. Like, why would you take their side over mine when I've never done anything to him? And, like, I had never done anything to him. So um, it's it just was frustrating because, again, like, we had such a great relationship to start off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask, too, because I believe if you saw the one I did with him, I asked him the same exact question. I want to flip that now. Um, do you feel like he was putting on for the cameras? Most definitely. It's not even a, a question. And again, this is why me and him can never talk, because every time I was like, bro, like, I know what you're doing. Like, can we just have like that 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 real conversation? And I guess he kind of felt like, hey, man. Without without saying so, like we'll do that later, man. Like like after the show, man. Like right now, like let me do me. Like let me let me keep my mask on. And I was kind of like, yo, dude, I'm not wearing a mask, bro. Like I'm Gregory, I'm aggressive, I'm loud. Like I'm I'm me. So like it's hard for me to meet somebody who's you know pandering. And it's like at least not just admit it. Like at least admit it again. We've had so much time off camera, and then when he did admit it, it's like. Well then, don't throw me under the bus to keep trying to to, to wear that mask. Like, if you're gonna th- you know if you're gonna wear a mask, man, like like have that be your own interactions that have like that only sit around you. But again, like we kept getting crossed where you know he's saying one thing, and again it's coming and biting me in my ass, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like you keep throwing me under the bus to look good in front of this person that you're trying to like make out with, or you know get some buns or something like that. So it's like. It was just always like, dude, you're you're not really being real. And it, again, it got too frustrating. And so that's why we, we clashed and it got it got crazy. And uh, he had to go and uh, live in a hotel for the night, right? One of those nights. Um, and I think that was like the second time in real world history at that point where someone ever had to uh, get put in uh, 
you know, a hotel. Right. How, how serious was that fight? Wasn't he, like, throwing stuff or something like that? So what's, what's funny is, and this is what's so fascinating about this guy. Um, and, again, I don't have any ill wishes towards him. I think he's a great guy. He said the same about me. Uh, I think he's a great guy. I think, again, he was playing a game. But I'm the reason he was able to come back. You know, they asked me, like, hey, man, do you feel threatened? Do you feel like he's a threat? Because if so, like, we're going to have to remove him from the house. And it was like, no, man, like, like, no, like, he's cool. He got mad. Um, he didn't hit me physically, but he definitely threw a phone at me. Uh, it didn't hit me, though. But, you know, he threw objects. He swung at my face, but not trying to hit me, like, you know, went passing. You know, he was very frustrated, obviously, by things that he felt were, were needed to be serious. And I, you know, I approved it for him to come back. And I'm not saying it like he owed me something. It's just like, yo, I don't see you as a threat. I don't have any negative, you know, wishes towards you because, like, you know, it's not that serious. But what's frustrating is once he came back, I'm like, yo, man, can we talk? And I'm like, yo, listen, bro, we shouldn't even be beefing. Like, like I haven't done anything to you. So, like, can we just be chill? Can we be cool? And he was like, Greg, you know, when you drink, man, you just become a different person. And I can't connect to you. And I'm like, bro, when I was on Real World, and this is what people don't really know. Like, I drank for the first time on the show. Um, so it was like, I wasn't even drinking like that. So it was like, it was just bullshit. And so I basically felt like, wow. So I just saved your ass to come back to the house. So you could tell me, hey, man, yeah, like, let's just not, let's talk later. But like, he never really wanted to talk. And as he mentioned, we've never spoken since then. So that's just the kind of person he was. And, it, and there was no thank you. There was no like, yo, man, like, good luck. Like, you know, even if we have our differences, I could be home right now and, and maybe cut an opportunity short. Thank you. Or like, man, good luck. Again, it doesn't have to be like kissing ass. Just like, hey, man, appreciate that. That's it. Something simple. Yeah. Something casual. And like I said, we had had a great relationship. So I'm the type of person that's like, I remember when we were very close. So can we get back to that? And he was like, nah, man, we can't, basically. And again, I didn't understand why not. Like, again, I'd never done anything to this dude. And what's funny is... He'll always say, like, I played a prank on him, and I put rocks in his bed, which I did. But it's like, dude, like, like I said this, rocks in the bed. Like, that's why you don't want to be connected, because I put rocks in your bed. It's not like a bucket of rocks, like 10 rocks. It's like, dude, like, we're, we're like, 20 years old. Like, we play pranks. You're in college. You play pranks. I'm 34. I still play pranks. Like, who doesn't? <laughs> So I thought it was overblown. It was ridiculous. And it's just, again, it's disappointing because it just shouldn't have been like that. Yeah, not for nothing, though. Like, he uh, tried tried pulling a highway robbery on you with uh, one of the girls you were bringing home. So, <laughs> Dude, and this is, again, like, it's, it's fascinating because, like, again, this, this if, if people watch the show, and then I remember him saying, you know, hey, um, uh, Greg had a cult following. And, you know, people just always attack me. Like, look at look at the things he did. Like, when when am I, like, swooping in on his, on the, you know, the females that he's talking to or whatever? Like, I don't do that. It's To me, it's just, like, out of respect as another man. Like, you know, like, bro, again, we've been cool. I don't need to try to do something. But he, you know, had it in his, you know, his mindset, like, you know, revenge. Like, like let me stick it to Greg. And there was a point where, um, you know, I'm like, yo, man, listen, um, this girl is cool. I'm not in a relationship with her. I don't want to be. Uh, at that point, um, I had been single for like, whew, 
my whole life, I think. Yeah, I didn't have no girlfriends up at that point. So I'm like, yeah, it's not even my type of dude. I'm like, yo, if you want to have some crazy fun, because a lot of people don't know, like, William and David were, like, doing a whole bunch of, like, savage stuff, man. Like, they were bringing girls, and they were, like, flip-flopping and swip-swap. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. So I was actually the one struggling initially to even speak to women, because, like I said, um, I was used to, at that point in time in my life, being only really talking to, like, minority women. So it was difficult for me to talk to a different you know, um, uh, a different, what word am I trying to think of right now? <laughs> uh, a different race of women. So, you know, that was very difficult for me. So I told him like, yo, if y'all want to do that type of stuff that, y- that you're already doing, man, like, let's get into it, bro. I'm, I'm all down with it. And again, it was his objective to try to like, you know, be like, nah, man, I'm going to make you feel bad and try to make it look like I'm stealing your girl. And like I said, like that wasn't the dynamic it wasn't like the the reality because honestly i didn't care if she was making out with him like dude it's hollywood she's trying to be on tv i suppose and that's that's all fun but it was like why do you got to make it seem like you're sneaking around and hiding in like the 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 video room like you're trying to again create this this narrative that like you're stealing my girl which again is something that you're creating like this this mask of bullshit so People saw that, and I think that's why he always got a lot of uh, a lot of slander after the show. Because, like, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, why? Why are you so angry at this guy? <laughs> like, what did he? Like, what did he do to you? And he could never answer that question. I'd always ask him, "What did I do to you?" And he would always like divert the conversation somewhere else, and you know, talk about like how I'm lying to the roommates, and and he never answered the question directly. What did I do to you to make you so, like, animus towards me? Like, what what did I do? So, again, man, it's just disappointing. Could you have seen yourself uh, getting physical with any of the roommates during any of those altercations or no? Nah, man. I mean, uh, if I had been, like, obviously uh, hit first, uh, definitely. But I'm a very casual person when it comes to physical altercation because I feel like uh, fighting is, is kind of like beneath me. And I don't mean that to say people who fight professionally are like, you know, dude, that's, that's your profession, make money. But to me, like if I'm fighting over a girl, that's not even my girl. Like that's, that's, that's insane. To me, that's like, it's just crazy. Or if I'm fighting because, you know, somebody that calls me a name or something like that, like I'm, I'm very slow to anger. Uh, my mom used to always tell me, you know, if somebody can control you with words, uh, and talking like you're you're weak, you know you're a puppet. So, um, pretty much, man, I, I try to like avoid physical conflict. But again, I've been in fights where people obviously initiated, but I didn't feel like you know the castmates were really trying to physically harm me. Um, I felt like it was more like bravado to again give off the mask that they're about that life. And obviously, based on what happened on the show, like nobody was really about that life. So that's. And this was a big focal point too. Uh, your pranks. Um, I want to ask, like, what led to uh, you pulling these uh, pranks? This is probably the second most frustrating thing about the show. So you mentioned, like, you know, hey Greg, you seem like a Zen dude, man. You seem really chill, bro. Like, you seem like, how can you just clash with people like that, that intensely, like so quickly? So as I just mentioned at the very beginning, I got attacked verbally speaking. And again, I, I, I didn't take it like, oh my God, what was me? It's just like, damn, guys, like, can we chill like a little bit? Can we get to know each other? And then 
Here we go, man. This is the number one day that kind of like it broke the, the camel's back. So initially, the first couple weeks, as I mentioned, I was just hanging out with, with William for the most part. Um, and we were going to, like I said, private functions, private events and networking. I was looking for girls outside of the house. We can get into it later, but oh my God, the girls of our house were just... Anyway, so I was looking for girls outside of the house. Um, I was initially not successful, okay? So I was bored a lot of the times, but the first couple of weeks, it was kind of boring from a, just from a female standpoint. And then we went out one night and... Oh my goodness, dude. Like I did some legendary shit, right? Like I brought back two like adult film girls, right? And they could have been lying, so let's just say I brought back two what they say they were adult film stars. And they're like, you know, stereotypical yeah. five eleven, big breast bro, like good looking women, right? <sighs> we're in the hot tub. Me? These two girls and David, and we're all naked, okay? So I'm like, finally, like, I finally have, like, you know, brought some action into my life from a female perspective. So I'm gassed, man. Like, I'm excited, dude. Like, nothing can go wrong. <sighs> Brianna, Sarah, and Kimberly run out onto the deck of the hot tub and say, oh my God, like these whores, like, oh my God, why are you guys bringing these whores here? Now the girl had told me before she came in the house, listen, I don't like reality TV. I really think it's, you know, a bunch of bullshit. Like I really don't feel comfortable going in there. And I had to like spend like an hour, bro, like telling her like, yo, listen, I'm not about the bullshit. Like I'm not about none of that. David was actually helping me assist and like, you know, being like, yo, we're chill. Like, it's not going to be no arguments. Like, dude, we're just going to be me, you, and us two at the hot tub, chilling, drinking, whatever. Like, that's it. Like, psh, let's kick it. Bro, this girl finally goes, okay, fine. We're in there for fucking 10 minutes, bro. <laughs> and those girls ran out, all three of them. Oh, my God. Why did you guys bring these whores here? Get these whores out of here. The girls immediately were like, so you guys really told us there's not going to be no drama. And now these like random ass ugly girls are calling us whores. Really? Bro, they get up, put on their clothes and walk out. This is the episode where I was like, okay, game on. Like it's at that point, it was like, I had already been very passive, man. I had been like chilling just trying to focus on like my career aspirations as far as I started doing some modeling stuff initially. And I was like, yo, they're not going to just keep fucking up my life right now. <laughs> like, they're not going to keep like, and there's more. So that was like the last drop. But right before this, I had made some chicken man for a couple model friends I had met and Sarah and Kimberly. This is the first thing they ever did that had nothing to do with me starting pranks or nothing. I, just getting, I was still just being just me at this point, like chilling, like going out, doing my thing. They took a bite out of 14 pieces of chicken that I made for guests that were coming and left it on the counter. And I'm not bullshitting. I'm not lying. It's on, it was on the dailies. They had this thing called Real World Dailies where they would show you like behind the scenes stuff. They never put this on the show. And again, that's what's irritating. Like that would tell everybody 
okay, so, ooh, game on between Greg and Sarah. Like, Sarah and Kim do this. Greg responds this way. That's not how it was. It was like, okay, Greg just became this crazy asshole playing pranks. They took a bite out of 14 pieces of chicken, bro. One piece, one bite each, just. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, you motherfuckers are crazy. So that was, like, the first thing that ever happened, man. And that's when I kind of started thinking, like, yo, this is really how it's going to be. Like, they're really going to fuck with you until you stop being passive. So after that incident where they ran out the girls, bro, who were naked in the hot tub, like, you can't just take that, bro, as a man, as a human being. Like, you can't just let, you can't get walked over like that. So that's when I'm like, yo, fuck it. And I started doing all kind of fucking stupid shit. And that night, William did not come and, like, stand up for us, bro. He was like, yeah, you guys were kind of loud. And I was like, wow. As the dude who has, like, again, they he had already been doing, like, the flip-flop thing with the girls and David. Had I ever been like, yo, man, you guys are loud, bro. You guys should, like, take those girls out of here, please. I'm trying to sleep. Bro, I don't care how loud you are. You're a guy. You're in Hollywood. You're on real world. Get you some fun, man. Have fun, bro. I would never be like, hey, you guys are so loud right now. So he was like, hey, man, you guys are loud. After those girls had said that. So then I was like, oh, no, nah, bro. See, that's when, like, it kind of started transitioning to where he was just trying to, like, you know, be cool in their eyes. And he yeah. wasn't giving a fuck about our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, nah, dude. So that's when all the pranks started. And then, yeah, I turned into a guy who's doing some foul shit because it's like, you pushed me into a wall. It's like, well, am I going to sit here and like keep letting you, again, make me miserable every day? Or am I going to get my fun from fucking up your day? So that's what happened. That's how it all started. So say if there was no cameras involved, no show, and you just run into these people on the streets, are there any of them that you see potentially you kicking it with or being friends with outside of that environment? Most definitely, man. Like, David, honestly, like, we seem like we clash on the show. It's kind of crazy because me and David had, like, a really cool relationship, honestly. Uh, me and him hung out a lot by ourselves. Um, again, like, me and him talked to girls together, which is really cool. And after he had got angry at me the same night that William had got angry at me, and that's kind of a dynamic. Like, William and David would kind of, like, like rah-rah each other up to be like, yeah, fuck Greg, yeah, fuck Greg, yeah, fuck Greg, let's go fuck him up. And it's like, dude, I asked David the same question. I'm like, dude, why are you mad, bro? And he had a, a episode, which again, it's it's on the season. I don't remember what episode it was, but you know, he's crying, and I don't mean that in any disrespectful way, but it's just what happened. He was crying to his mom, and he was like, I don't even know why I don't like the guy. He's pretty cool. Like he hasn't done nothing to me. And then he came and talked to me, and we squashed it. And I'm like, yo, dude, that's why I'm so confused. Like, what have I done to you, David? So uh, a lot of the roommates, we really didn't have a reason to be fighting. So me and David got along great. What people don't know is me and Joey had an argument the first night on the show. After that, me and him were really dope. And a lot of things that people don't know also is when he had first got into his drunken uh, state. And I saw him like, yo, like I was the one who was like kind of grabbing him and like, yo, bro, you're like doing wild shit, man. Because like everyone else was kind of like back and the producers were kind of like, yo, like stand back. Because he was like knocking his head into the wall. He was punching doors and shit. And I'm not trying to say I'm some macho dude like I'm not. But, like, I, I don't know. I've seen alcoholism, so I felt like like there's no animosity towards me. So I didn't feel threatened by him. And I was the one who was, like, trying to, like, you know, grab him. And I wrapped him up. I'm like, yo, bro, get some sleep, man. Like, just lay down, man. And there's probably three or four instances where 
I grabbed this dude and like just put him in the bed and not like on some like violent shit, like just like walking him to the bed, making sure he wasn't punching shit and, and breaking shit and just putting him to sleep, man. And like, you know, me, me and him were cool and we hung out probably 10, 15 times by ourselves. Got some smoothies. I turned him on to Smoothie King and uh, he turned me on to like, you know, eating kind of like healthy because he, you know, was very uh, muscle fitness related. So me and him had a great relationship. We kept in contact afterwards. Um, I never saw him afterwards, unfortunately, because he lived in Chicago. And I think I was in Florida. So it was just very difficult um, to, like, go up because I was still doing classes. So, unfortunately, I didn't get to to, to really spend time with him. And it's kind of heartbreaking what happened. So that still sticks with me, too. Because um, he was one of the best guys, man. He was a great guy, dude. Like, so fun. So awesome. And I still remember, like, moments where, uh, you know, he always wore his hair spiky. And... Uh, I used to always tell him, like, bro, wear your hair down, bro. Like, you look so much better, like, when it's, like, down and it's, like, all, you know, like, like, a, like, a, you know, uh, like, an R&B pop guy or something like that. So I remember one day we went out and these girls were, like, you know, sitting there. And he had, like, his hair down. And he's, like, man, I don't look good, bro. I'm, like, dude, you look fucking awesome, bro. Like, just go walk up to those girls. I guarantee you. And her name was Shay. And this was the night we met Shay and Reva. So he walks up to her and... Dude, she was like, you're cute. And like, he's like, yeah, you know, he's, he's talking, bro. Dude, those girls came back to the house. And that girl hung out for like, I don't know, like another two weeks, probably, maybe three weeks. So that was joy with the hair down. So, man, we had some cool moments. Um, I definitely miss him. And I thought, you know, me and him probably got along the, the best, most consistently. Um, but like I said, man, if me and Will wouldn't have met on the show with, where he was trying to, you know, I don't know, portray himself in a certain light. Like, me and him would have been great friends. So, uh, as far as the girls, um, Brianna was honestly cool, but she would kind of be, I don't know, like, Brianna would, like, fluctuate, man, wildly. Um, she would just be cool with me one day and, like, not cool the next day. And then, again, she would listen to, like, the chatter of other housemates, and then she would just follow, like, their their lead. Like, when everybody's like, hey, man, fuck Greg, and I went and did, like, a video interview. Like, all that, that housemates are in the, in the video room. Like, you know, he thinks he's a badass and he's not. So, like, she would kind of just, like, follow, you know, the lead, which is kind of, I don't vibe with people like that. You know, like, people who kind of stand out, you know. So, I, I wouldn't vibe with other girls, man. But the guys were, were pretty much cool if we weren't in that that, <laughs> that uh, video setting. Yeah, and uh, one last thing, you know, to stay on the topics of the dynamics that you, you know, wanted to talk about as well was the lack of uh physical appeal and the um nightlife mentality kind of leading to like a lot of the uh you know blows in the house could you elaborate a little bit more on what you meant by that um and i want to ask you a question man and and just because again i know you know you're interviewing man i like to to make it about yourself but i gotta ask you because i want to know if you think i'm i'm you know possibly mistaken i do not know of another season of real world before britney comes in because Britney is a stereotypically hot girl, right? So before Britney comes in, and again, I say all these girls without makeup, which is very, because they look <laughs> different, bro. I think I had the, and again, I'm not calling these girls ugly because I, I respect women. I feel like, you know, women are beautiful to somebody. But I felt like from a stance of stereotypically big butt, big breast, tall, model-like, you know, like fitness model, like, bro, we had the most non-stereotypically fitness model-like girls in the history of real world. And 
And again, I'm just going to ask you, what do you think about that? Well, you guys were 20, right? Season 20. I believe the season right before yours was Sydney, and I'd say, like, you know, textbook-wise, Sydney had, like, what you would pretty much see on paper is, like, a pretty, you know, attractive uh, female side of things. So I guess I can see where you're coming from. From uh, I felt yeah. like, you know, again, when you think about just the, again, I'm not saying this is what I go towards or lean towards, but I'm just saying most men find a woman with, you know, uh, you know a voluptuous woman appealing i just thought all of the girls that we had on our show and there were only three when i first started were just again like not the stereotypically fit you know busty voluptuous type women like none of those girls could be models they just couldn't i'm just being honest like on a high level on a mid-level and i'm not saying i could either but i'm just speaking my truth so that aspect kind of like really had me again branching out like there was nothing i felt like i could establish with any of the house girls and then sarah um which again this is the dynamic that i was speaking to as far as the nightlife stuff people do not realize that the first night they show her going out was the last night she ever went out to the club so she had a boyfriend and you know she was essentially faithful you know she did have the gum switch moment with william which might be considered disrespectful but you know people are human um but she never went out again to a club setting. So that wasn't her vibe. So she would stay in the house every single night, essentially. Now, she went, like, you know, where her family, her family came in town and she went out. But, like, literally, think about it. We're there, like, every single day, every single day. So 95% of a month, she was in the house. And she would go to bed like a five-year-old. Like, she would be asleep at, like, 9.30, 10 o'clock p.m. And then due to Joey's situation, which again, um, it was the worst setting. And it just was, it just like, it, it's almost an impossible setting. So Joey was struggling with the concept that we would all go out. And, you know, he was trying to, you know, like not drink and not be in the party nightlife. And like, it's impossible. Cause like, are we all gonna never go out ever? Like that would have been the most boring season real world in the history of the show. So it's like, he would go to sleep around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. She would go to sleep around nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. So if we ever come back and there's any noise, it's like, oh, my God, you guys are so loud. Like, oh, my, it's like, dude, this is not like this is not boot camp. Like, this is a reality TV show in Hollywood, Los Angeles. And you want five 20 year old people to come home silently every single night and make no noise. It's like, what? Like, what? And they really were upset about that. It's like, like, why would you not be like, hmm, I'm, I understand these people. They're just trying to have fun. I know what I signed up for. Like, this wasn't Mary's book club. It's the real world, Los Angeles. So I was so frustrated that, like, they were always so bothered. Now, Joey, I understand. Because, again, he was being tempted to want to go out and drink. Like, he wanted to do that. But, like, Sarah is like, yeah, I'm going to go in the real world. And stay home every night and complain about you guys making noise. <laughs> like, it's like they put her on the show just to be, like, a granny. And it's like, I don't know how she got selected. And I just don't get it. Like, she literally did nothing the entire season but complain about people doing normal young people stuff. And, again, I'm just clueless. But you know what I think it was? 
her personality perfectly conflicts with my personality and David's personality because we're like, you know, wild out, let's go hop, let's party. And Sarah's like, why would you party when you can sleep and get your libido, get your libido maxed out? Like, what? So, so, dude, she went out one night, and I'm not exaggerating, and I'm not lying. One night to a club, never again. So what led to you getting kicked off? Um, so I was actually pursuing modeling opportunities. I had met a guy who was going to get me walking in a fashion show. Um, I for- oh, it was during LA Fashion Week. And his name was Julius. And he was a really cool man. Again, this was based off of initially me and William going out, networking. And real quick, I want to say something which is very valuable. The the other cast members were never really trying to like do anything according to like why they were in LA. It's like they were getting basically like coddled and like hand like like hand like uh grabbed to to do stuff. Cause like real world eventually MTV started like setting them up with stuff that was like artificial. You know what I mean? It was like they would use their own connections and like have them do something. But again, that's just so like it looked good on TV. But like they weren't doing anything on their own. Me and William, and to his credit, he's a he's a go-getter. So, you know, like, no matter what issues me and him have, I respect his hustle. Like, he was out there meeting people, talking. So, so was I. And I got myself walking in the fashion show. And to be completely honest, we were, like, in this boot camp-ass acting class. It was, it was, like, so hardcore strict, man. It was, like, insane. I was late to one class. I missed one visual performance where we were supposed to like go and like watch some people perform. And then I missed the third performance where we were performing. That's it. So I was late once, missed a, a visual performance where we were going, and I didn't know it was mandatory, but it was. And then I missed a performance that we were doing because I was at a fashion show and I was walking in it. And it was like, oh, and they showed me at a club. <laughs> I forgot that. Listen, they showed me at a club dancing, and that's why I wasn't at the... Anyway, that's a lie, man. Because the performance, just this is simple math, the performance was at 7 p.m. What club would be popping at 7 p.m. in Los Angeles? It just, it just wouldn't happen. So they showed me dancing with people, and it's like, dude, it's 7 p.m. Like, what, okay, or ask yourself, what night performance would be at 12 a.m. or 1 a.m. in the morning? Like... So they edited that and made me look terrible. Like, oh, I'm skipping out on performing so I can dance in the club. Like, come on, man. So that's horrible. But I was at a fashion show walking, um, and she was like, hey, you missed a class. You, uh, you were late to a class. You missed a performance. You missed the third one. Three strikes. You're out. Kicking you off the show. And I was just dumbfounded. Like, bro, this is like the opportunity of my life. And, like, did I curse somebody out? No. Did I steal something? No. Did I do something sexually harassing? No. Did I do something abusive or illegal? No. Am I taking drugs? No. I'm getting kicked off after three incidents. And, again, not, like, three of the same incident. Like, bro, you missed three shows. We told you. It was one being late, two missed shows. And they kicked me off the show. So, uh, I obviously still have a lot of saltiness man the salt is real when it comes to to that because it was like i believe 
no real world had ever got kicked off before. I think after my show, somebody got kicked off for getting fired from a job. But I believe before my season, no one had ever gotten kicked off from getting fired. And I believe the only person who got fired, they gave that person another job so he could stay on the show. So I was very curious why I was the first person to ever get kicked off the, the real world uh, from being fired from the job. And again, it's not a job. So it's not like, yo, man, customers are coming in here. We're losing business. Like, hey, man, you're cussing out cursed customers. Like, you're hurting my business. I was missing classes. And again, I missed no classes. I missed one visual performance where we're looking at someone else. So again, I'm costing nobody any money, but I should be fired from the show. Crazy to me, just beyond. So yes, that definitely is very confusing. And it was fucked up. And it's like, why? And is that why you uh, avoided the reunion? Most definitely. Um, because I felt like most of the, the storylines, if, if you watch the season, like almost every storyline is about me. And I just yeah. feel like I feel like maybe yeah. I was just too dominating. And again, that's not what wasn't my intention. Like I didn't want the narrative to be about me. Because again, the first couple of weeks, dude, I wasn't like even doing anything. I was just going out networking and trying to hang out with girls. <laughs> but I feel like every narrative kept coming to me. And, you know, the only two storylines was uh, Joey, you know, having his alcohol um, addiction, unfortunately. And then Brianna had to go to, like, Philadelphia. But when Brianna went to Philadelphia, like, you know, that was, like, actually, like, two days. It made it seem like a whole episode, but it was, like, two days. So it was, like, every interaction was, like, me. It was, like, Greg, what, is, what do you think about Greg? What is Greg doing? What is, so I just think they got sick of it. It was, like, yo, Greg's just too... Like, it can't be, like, this whole season can't be about him. So as soon as they kick me off, then they bring in the stereotypically attractive girl. And then, you know, unfortunately, Joey, you know, was removed. And then they brought in another black dude. So, uh, again, man, it didn't sit right with me. I think they went to Cancun. I missed the Cancun trip. Like, what? Because I missed some acting performances. Like it just—it's crazy, man. Like I just can't. Again, it's like—it's like really. I just felt like betrayed. Like damn, like you guys, because they really told us when they, when we got on the show um, before, like you know, we ever got to LA. It was like, hey, this season's gonna be about Los Angeles. You know, everybody's trying to do something. They didn't tell us what everybody was trying to do because I didn't know anybody. But they're like, everybody's trying to do something. So we want to see you guys really like go out there and like try to like do it. That's yeah. what they told us. So like that's why me and Will were like doing it. Like, they told us, like, yo, we want to see you guys pursue whatever, you know, career aspirations you guys uh, are trying to in the entertainment industry. So me and him were doing that. And basically, I got kicked off because I was doing what they said they wanted us to do, which, like I said, man, it just felt like a slap in the face, felt like betrayal. And it was just like, they don't give a fuck about me. And, you know, I don't know if I was being used. So it was uncomfortable. Was there any revenge on your mind in the back of your head? Like, okay, they kicked me off the show, but they're expecting me to show up to their reunion where pretty much most of the storylines are going to be targeting me anyway. Did you, in the back of your head, be like, you know what, I'm just not going to give them what they want in spite um, of... Be, no, man, to be... No, no, like, it wasn't about that for me. Uh, I felt like, to me, it just was, like, disrespect. It was like, I felt disrespected because I felt like 
I had put up with so much with the show. Because, again, there were so many incidences with, like, violence and shit. And it was like, dude, like, every day somebody, like, throwing some shit or, like, you know, yelling in my face and, like, doing all this stuff. And it's like, there were so many instances where I could have lost control. If you remember, William, this is another reason why he got slander. If you recall, he said, and I quote, your dad died because he knew you were gay. Uh, he said this on national television and they put it on the show. So like, bro, who's going to, anyway, like who's going to really like you when you say stuff like that to somebody? So he mentioned that to me. And again, most people, especially my close constituents and those of the more urban ilk were like, yo, bro, how are you going to let him talk about your dead father like that, bro? You should have like rearranged his teeth. And it's like, I don't know, man. I feel like maybe he was dealing with some stuff. Sometimes you don't know, man. Maybe, like, because he was so angry the whole show. Like, he was very angry. And it's like, again, he could never answer what I did to him. But he was angry. So maybe I'm like, maybe, maybe this dude is dealing with his own trauma. And I don't know if you remember this, but he was crying uh, in the, the kitchen on the floor on national television and being disappointed about, you know, some, I guess, maybe a relationship with his mom or something like that. So I, I kind of felt like, yo, maybe he's going through something. And so, like, dude, everything shouldn't be violence. And one of the funny statistics that I like to think about <laughs> is that every real-world housemate cried at some point, except me. And, again, I'm not saying crying is, like, you know, bad or something. It's just, like, everyone had, like, a breakdown moment. Like, David broke down when he was calling his mom about, you know, our relationship. Like, I don't know why I dislike this guy. William broke down, and it had to deal with me also. You know, Kim, Brianna, Sarah, everybody, Sarah cried because of me also. So, like, everybody was breaking down, man. And it was like, um, it was just, it was like, dude, everyone's emotionally unstable here. And I felt like the most emotionally stable person. And it's funny because, you know, people be like, yo, Greg was like the, the craziest guy. But look back at the show. Like, everyone had an emotional breakdown except me. And, again, even after he said those, those things about my dad, man, like, I still was trying to be cool with him. Like, I was still trying to be cool. So... To get back to your question, I apologize for digressing, but, you know, it wasn't revenge. Um, it was like, I just felt disrespected because I dealt with all that stuff. And I tried to, again, portray somebody respectful, you know, non-confrontational to anger and violence. And I still get kicked off the show. <laughs> it's like, damn, man. Now I wish I might have, like, you know, hopped into some violence. So at least there's a, a justification. But, you know, after, you know, being passive all that time and trying to avoid violence to just get kicked off for you know, that minor infraction, what I consider a minor infraction, it, it felt like a slap in the face. So I just felt disrespected. Um, I, I don't have no, you know, getting no vengeful, like, oh, man, like, F them. It's just like, gosh, man, like, could we not have worked something out? Like, did I really do something so crazy that, like, we couldn't work anything out? So I don't know, man. It felt it felt really bad, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've gotten this far without kind of talking about it. I think this is one of the big questions that always comes up with, uh, you know, cast members that people think are, like, bound for the challenge. What What's the tea? Why didn't we see Greg on a challenge? Did you get called? How many times potentially did you get called? And why did it never come to fruition for you? So um, I did get called. Uh, I believe it was, I don't know if it was a year after or maybe a year and a half, but I got called. Uh, there was a gentleman in charge of the casting at the time. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the, the roles are all different. But I was slated to be on, I don't remember which location it was, because this was like 2009 or 2010. But, excuse me, I had accepted. And 
because I always wanted to be on a challenge show. Like, that's one of the things I used to love, like, thinking about. Um, but they retracted the invitation based on, I think, somebody else. I don't know what happened. There was no direct explanation. And then I, the, the person who casted me initially told me, like, you know, hey, give me a call um, in a couple months, or I'll give you a call, and, like, you know, we'll get you on a different one. And then I believe, because I'm a bright guy, I believe a call came down from above that was like, you know, hey, uh, you know, he probably, they probably perceived that I was being like vengeful with not showing up to the reunion show, which obviously probably affected the way that they wanted the show to go. Um, so I think whenever you mess with the brass on that level, um, which again, wasn't my intention. But I think, you know, when you're not able to put the show on that you probably imagine you would want to put on, uh, you know, hey, we're not going to, you know, bring you on here. So that was what I feel uh, happened. And I really believe strongly in that in that theory. So it kind of sucks, you know, because I feel like it would have been some good times. Um and I'm very uber competitive, so like it would have been a chance to get some of that aggression out, and not necessarily at anybody, because again, I think none of my castmates, except maybe one or two, have actually done the uh, challenges. And again, I never met Nick. Actually, that's a lie. I did meet Nick, but he was not there when I was on the show. So, you know, I didn't really know him, and I don't think Will did one, um, or maybe he did. I don't remember. No, right? No. So it's like, you know, it was not like getting aggression out on anybody in particular, but it would have been nice to compete, man. And, and uh, I got to meet all of the prior real world people. Uh, they had like a reunion show that I did go to where they brought everybody out. Um, based, I think it was like the 30th year reunion. Or it was something like that, like a, like the, the entire MTV reunion. And it was dope, man. And the people were so cool, man. I met Landon and Anissa. I met everybody, really. And it was dope, man. It was like, damn, you know, I would love to compete with these guys and, you know, chop it up and be crazy. But, you know, I didn't manifest. So I think that's what it was. That's just, like, nuts to think about because, like, I mean, you had uh, Brittany went and did one, and she actually did really well. She got second place. Uh, Kim did a couple. You know, she showed some potential, and then she just kind of mm -hmm. faded away. Brianna did one. But then uh, Nick, who was not really there too long and didn't really, you know, we didn't really get to see his personality per se. Right. You know, no slight to him, but he had uh, not exactly the uh, biggest, you know, showing on the challenge when he was there, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's just kind of crazy that, you know, we didn't get to see you, who pretty much I'd say, you know, your season revolved around in, in a way, you know. And, I mean, it was crazy, man, because I feel like, and I do think I remember David did one as well. Um, but I think he only did one. Oh, yeah, yeah so he, something, something bad happened. I don't know, man. I feel the, like... I'm sorry, go ahead. I apologize. Dave did the island, and I think he quit on, like, the second day. Right, right. I think he found it uh, overwhelming or something like that. But, you know, me and William... And this is why it's kind of ironic, because, like, me and him are probably one of the most athletic people in the history of the show. Um, you know, I'm, like, 6'3", 240. He's like 6'1", 6'2", like, you know, 185, 190, and, you know, he's in the fitness heavy. So it's like, I think we would have performed really well. And who knows, man, like, maybe we would have been able to, like, you know, band together. And and listening to his his mentioning of, like, how he would try to play the game, like, that's where I say me and my, my class sometimes because we have similar ideology. And sometimes, you know, having similar ideology can be a bad thing, not always a good thing. But... Um, in terms of how he feels about, you know, like like the trying to disband 
like the old heads, you know, like the people who have been on there and they have like their their tight knit, like I'm trying to fuck that up, man. Like I'm all about that. So, you know, as he said, like, yo, we'll probably get, you know, he'll probably get voted in every day. Like, yo, me too. I always knew that. Like if I ever got on that show, I'll be the person who's like, man, fuck the politics. Like, and if I'm going to play politics, it's from a power position. Like, I'm not going to play politics from a, like, you know, hey, man, listen, I'll do what you need me to do if you guys don't vote for me. Like, nah, man. Like, if you're not going to be an alpha male, bro, just, like, don't play. So, like, you know, maybe me and him could have did a show and, like, we would have been, you know, the people who are politicking from our own power position. And, and it could have been, you know, a moment for us to actually, uh, you know, repair our relationship. So, in that regard, man, it would have been awesome to do a show. Um, but like I said, it didn't happen. Who knows what the future holds? But um, again, man, those shows are dope. Like they're amazing. The uh, just, like the challenges are amazing, man. It's just it just seemed like a great experience. Like I I kind of can't wrap my head around the fact that like they had a rivals one season and like right around that time frame, it wouldn't have been too late to pull uh, any Hollywood people like you and Will. I mean. It's, it almost seems like a no-brainer, right? Putting you guys, pairing you two together. I'd be, like, biggest, I'd be like one of the biggest, you know, like, clashes. And, yeah. and again, it's authentic, man. It's real. And, like, like I said, man, he's a he's a personality also. And, and again, like, I, as much as I'm disappointed in, in what happened between us, um, I admire, again, his, his mentality. Uh, he, he's successful. You know, he drives and, 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 you know, seems like, again, he was always like, yo, let's go. Like, let's go, let's go meet people, bro. Let's go talk. And he kind of, like, brought me out of my shell a little bit because, again, I had been kind of, like, closed off. And he was like, yo, man, let's go talk to people. And, like, he would start dancing in the middle of, like, the club and stuff. So, and he's a character, man. And I feel like, just being honest, man, like, he doesn't like to be in front of the camera, as he says. But sometimes, like, you're just good. You're, you're good TV, dude. Like, you're, you have a great personality. Uh, you make people laugh. And, uh, again, man, when me and him were initially together man like we vibe well and like he was always bubbly and chatty and we probably could have again man had some great tv moments if it was as rivals or if it was as teammate whatever you know it could have been great tv and that's what people you know want to see so like i said it, it's it's definitely unfortunate yeah and uh this will be a final point as well um so I don't know if you've heard through the grapevine or whatnot, but um, Paramount Plus is like a new thing where they've got like it's like a streaming service similar to Netflix. They've got um, you know, all these different uh, shows. They're rebooting like all these different things. They actually uh, just threw this thing together this year. Two things actually. They got a challenge All Stars now, which is like pulling like old real worlders and old challengers who aren't currently doing the shows anymore. It's exclusively real world and road rules. But in addition to that. They actually started a new series called Real World Homecoming, where they uh, revisiting real world seasons of the past. They just um, actually revisited the very first season of the Real World, and they said that that's going to be a recurring thing. Um, would you be open to a Real World Hollywood Homecoming season in the future if it was like a condensed, you know, shortened season, maybe like a two week thing? Which I think that's actually the case. Um, to be honest. I got to stop saying to be honest, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm completely open. I feel like, you know, life is about exploration, discovery. So, you know, like, like how exciting would it be to potentially, you know, uh, reenact or, or, you know, try to re repair some interactions with, with people? 
that I've obviously had run-ins with. And as far as the the challenge thing you were mentioning, like, as I said, man, I think it's always be exciting to to be in a competition style environment. But I, I would I would definitely be open to it, even if it was longer than two weeks. I mean, you said condensed as if maybe like you know it might cut into your life, or whatever. But like, dude, if it was like a month or like two months, you know, it would be cool to to again see how people have matured or declined or you know like how people have developed. So I think it'd still be be fun, man, to to try to like you know make amends because I think at the end of the day you wanna you want you don't want to have enemies, and I think you don't want to have bad vibes with people. I think it's it sounds like kumbaya cliche, but I think it's a real aspect of life. Like if you can amend relationships, and again, it doesn't need to be like, oh man, we're best buds. Like let's go to like you know Maui. Like no nah, man, we can just be like, yo, I respect you, you respect me. It, it's cool, man. I wish you well. Thank you for wishing me well. Much success in life. Like you know, hoorah. Like that's that's essentially what is possible if you want it so that would be a great opportunity to do some of that so and that would be really awesome and i would definitely be open to it hey who knows i mean word travels fast with uh some of my pods so they might uh, catch wind of this and get you on one of those shows you know i would personally i would personally hope to see you on a uh challenge all-stars preferably but either in any you know capacity seeing you again would be cool but um i really appreciate you taking the time to do this today um, I, I know it's late over by you, so I'm sure you're tired. Um, Bro, I'm on vacation, man. This is like <laughs> the real world. Bro, it's a vacation, man. Like, you know, if I'm tired, if I'm doing something exciting, like, you know, talking to you is great. I'll, you know, I like your podcast. Watching some of the other interviews you did, uh, I love the way you conduct them, and I like your energy. So I'm having fun, man. It doesn't matter how late it was, bro. I was going to definitely, you know, put some time aside to, to, to chat with you. You know, hopefully I can help the, the this podcast, you know, take off, man, and do bigger numbers because uh, I think, you know, it has the potential to be much bigger, definitely. Yeah, and it was a pleasure meeting you too, man, and I thank you again for taking the time to do this. And, um, you know, definitely do keep touch, and I'll let you know when this is out. Likewise, Mike, man. Have a great night, man. Cheers. Too.